Paul asks a very important question. Where did the wars and where did the conflicts among you come from? You know, I had to realize something this week. It was a big realization for me. Why porn is so great? That was a big realization. Why is porn so great? Because porn never rejects you. Porn never tells you you're fat. Porn never tells you that you're ugly. It never tells you that you're undesirable, that you don't work hard enough, that you talk too much. Porn never judges you. Porn never rejects you. Porn always loves you. That's why porn is so attractive. It was a daunting realization, and even what's weirder about that is it came to me while I was praying the rosary, of all things. It was the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows this past Tuesday. And as I was praying that, some words came to me about a, a man I had talked to one time who had struggled for a long time with an addiction to pornography. And one time he told me that the reason he, he went to that so often is because he felt like it was the only place where he could win. That the one place where he could have the top in the battle of the sexes. And that, you know, I was meditating on Our Lady of Sorrows upon the swords that pierced Mary's heart. And immediately in the middle of the rosary, his words came back to my mind, and I had to call him. So I stopped the rosary, I called him up. It was kind of awkward. It was like, hey, it's been a while, how are you doing? Remember that conversation we had that one time? And the, the amazing thing is he was so excited. He's like, I had such a big realization this past week. And I asked him about what he'd said. He said, well, I'd been listening to this talk between Matt Frad and this nun named Sister Miriam. And the talk was how Jesus has the power to heal us. And he said, and this is not an emotional guy, but he said that he couldn't stop crying as he was listening to her. And he said, it was the most powerful experience I've ever had of true femininity. I'm like, well, what, what about this nun tapped into true femininity in you? And he said, it was her compassion. She had such a deep compassion as she talked about her own wounds and what she had struggled through with her upbringing and her anger against men. And seeing her mercy that she had on men for the first time, I experienced a love from a woman I'd never experienced before. Because he had grown up, his fathers weren't around, and so the women in his life were principally disciplinarians, judges, always telling him what to do and what not to do. Because when the man is not around, the true gift of femininity is compassion and gentleness and intimacy. Women can get to a man's heart in a way that no man can do. But if the men are not there, then the women have to step up as a disciplinarian and they can't fulfill that role of compassion as they'd want. And so this guy, had, he'd never had that before. And that porn helped numb that pain of rejection. He said to me, I realize behind every addiction is, a, is an untreated wound, a pain, a place that we got hurt Every addiction is a bandage over a wound, which doesn't heal it, it just covers it. At best, numbs it for a little while. And that's when I realized why I was inspired to call him in the middle of a rosary on the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. The typical image of Our Lady of Sorrows are the seven swords piercing her heart. 
And what Mary gives us the power to do is how to live in the proper way in the midst of being wounded in our life in relations with one another. We all get pierced in life, especially by those we most love. And who we become is largely based on what we do with those piercings, how we cover those wounds. Where did the wars and where did the conflicts among you come from? It's a very important question. Where does the conflict within me against other people come from? At what point did I lose faith in others? Did I start seeing the opposite sex or another type of people or parents as an enemy? When did I open myself up and get pierced and wounded? And what did I do in order to protect myself from the pain that came from that experience? You know, one of the one of the greatest men I ever met in my life, he struggled with same-sex attraction his in, as far back as he could remember. I never knew a man who loved Jesus Christ more than this person. And he'd only told about three people in his entire life about that. And from time to time, I just, I always remember this. He said when he was a teenager, he forced himself to sleep on the floor every night, hardwood floor. And he'd have an image of Jesus as the sacred heart with a votive candle right next to him, just looking at it until he fell asleep. Because he said sleeping on the floor and experiencing that discomfort was the only way he could protect himself from having bad dreams when he went to sleep at night. He couldn't let himself get too comfortable or else he'd wake up just in a flurry of emotion and sadness. He was a very intelligent man and he studied same-sex attraction all his life did everything that he could to understand it. He spent over $200,000 just on counseling from the best psychologists out there, trying to understand this pain and that he had to deal with for so long. He once told me, every individual suffering same-sex attraction at one point experienced a great trauma with the opposite sex that keeps them, in a sense, imprisoned within themselves and afraid of other people. So with women, this happens often. It's different for men and women, how they experience same-sex attraction. Oftentimes with women, at some point along the way, she was vulnerable with another man who used his body against her in some way that now she interprets the male body as a threat. And so in order to protect herself from that wounding, she retreats from the opposite sex and just remains with her own. With men, it's different. So with men, each boy has to assimilate his masculinity from his father. And so one thing this man told me, he goes, start watching the relationships with people you know with same-sex attraction. Because there's certain dynamics you'll always see in it. One of them is that you'll be, there'll be a father who is pretty distant or passive and a very strong dominant mother figure. And what happens with that is the boy isn't able to assimilate his masculinity from his own father. And we're always attracted to what is opposite of ourselves, what we do not feel within ourselves. So a man who feels himself as a man in his body will be attracted to a woman because woman is different. But a man who has not assimilated his own masculinity will be naturally attracted to another male to seek from him what he doesn't have in himself. So what this man told me, he goes, what I really need in my life 
is a pure heterosexual love from a father figure. That's what every homosexual person is really looking for. True love. Compassionate heterosexual love. Everyone is looking for the right type of love to heal. If you ever want to watch a real, actually authentically good movie on same-sex attraction, a movie called Moonlight, got Academy Award, I think in like 2016 or 17, deserved every award it got. The best score, the best dialogue, the best cinematography and acting, it was incredible. But what was so good about it, it was authentic to the pain that comes with that attraction. And you get to see the background of this young man in Miami growing up in the hood with same-sex attraction. No father present and a drug-addicted, overbearing mother. It's really important for us as human beings, we're always looking at the externals. We're just looking at what people do. God doesn't work that way. God is always looking at the pain. He always looks at the wound. And if we're truly going to live ourselves out as his disciples, that's what we need to do, not only with other people, but with ourselves. You have to question, why am I attracted by certain people and why am I revolted by other people? What does this tap into in any wounds I've received that I've never really investigated, never really bring into Jesus Christ? Everyone's looking for the right kind of love. A love that can actually heal us. Like this man addicted to porn, he only experienced women as judges, disciplinarians. He never really experienced authentic compassion. And so porn was just a false refuge of compassion and receptivity. One place where he could actually feel like he was belonging. Problem is none of these things, when acted upon, actually bring healing. They don't go to the root of the wound. So porn can never actually heal us of a rejection that we feel in the face of the feminine. And what ends up happening, they found a close link between porn and violence because what happens is I go on the computer and I can see all these women who love me, who accept me, but then I go into reality and I find rejection. So what do I do? I flee more and more from reality and into the virtual world, and then I come to hate real women who are right in front of me. And that's where so much of the conflict and contention comes from. If we live in a virtual reality, we end up despising what's actually right in front of us. It's the same thing with sexual, same-sex relations. Same-sex relations can never heal the real wounds that are existing within the human heart from that childhood. That's why I could never participate in a pride parade. And I have friends who have either been through the whole movement, gone very deep into that in their lives. I have friends who are in and outside of it. And I have friends who are like on the precipice. And I'm close with all of them. And they all know my, my beliefs on this. And one thing I've seen from each of those different types, whether you're thinking about going into the lifestyle, you're inside of it, or you're on the other side, is it wasn't the answer I thought it would be. And that's why I could never support it. Because it doesn't bring the authentic healing that they're actually looking for. It's not looking at the real wound, the love that can actually 
heal. Where do the wars and where do the conflicts among you come from? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. What are the ways my own heart has been pierced by others in my life, whether it be parents or relationships of the past? When, like Mary, did I ever get pierced? And how has that affected my relationships with the very people around me right now? Because the reason it's hard to love those we're closest to is because they're the ones that get closest to our heart. So they're going to feel the brunt of our own pain, of our own trauma, when it's undealt with. That's why it's really important for us to discern our own hearts. To live is to be wounded. The wounding of life is inevitable. Because to love anyone is to become vulnerable, capable of being wounded. Even Jesus Christ, the Son of God, when he came into this world, had to experience the wounding of love. He, he whose heart was pierced upon the cross and blood and water pouring forth from his own pierced side. And I think that's the secret. Because that's, that's the problem. We're all looking for like a, a secret that will actually heal us so we'll feel complete. But maybe there is no secret to completion. Maybe the answer isn't finding a perfect love out there that can actually heal everything in our hearts. But it's the very fact of when we are authentic about where I've been wounded in my life, and then I look upon Jesus Christ, upon him on the cross, who was wounded and loved and yet stayed open, even to the end, arms outstretched on the cross. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That gives us the grace to look at those who wound us in our life and say, forgive them, Father. They knew not what they did. And he who died with those words on his mouth, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit, gives us the power to entrust ourselves to our Father, even to the point of death. And that's what we do in every single Mass as Catholics. We enter into that sacrifice on the cross and through his own sacrifice and outpouring, we receive his body and blood, his own heart in the Holy Eucharist. And to the degree that we understand that and enter into that mystery, we can find the love that actually has the power to heal us in our life.